Hello and welcome to Mosaic Life Church's podcast. We believe that everyone can find hope and healing in Christ. My name is Jack Gonzalez, the lead pastor here at Mosaic. and We hope that you enjoy today's message and you're blessed by it. At the end of the message, I'll share some contact information with you. If you do have any further questions, you can connect with us. Have a blessed day. So today we kick off a brand new message series. It's titled The Coming King. And over the next four weeks, we are going to look at angelic angelic presentations, if you will. We're going to look at angels showing up to come and meet humanity. And each of these encounters is so powerful and so special because God has sent by his word his angels to show up in unique moments in scripture that would lead us to the birth of Christ. And so with that being said, Pastor Rodrigo is going to come and share part one with us. Uh, can you help me give him a round of applause? Yes, Yes. thank you. How are you doing, church? Bless, amen. How are you doing on this side? Good, bless. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. It's good to worship. How many of you guys like to worship? I mean, it's awesome to be in the presence of God. Amen. And later on, I'm going to talk about how that is so important for us right now, to come and to encounter the presence of God and to, to freely have access to that presence. Amen. Before, I mean, they didn't have that privilege that we have, but now we do. And so uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to share the message with you, with you this morning. And um, we just finished a wonderful series, right? How many, how many of you guys were blessed? The names of God. I mean, we could have gone on for so many more weeks and months. We wouldn't have finished. Uh, I mean, it just there's so much. The more we learn about God, the more beneficial it is for your life. The more you learn about God, about his attributes, about his character, about his power, about his everything, the more beneficial is for your life. Because, I mean, then that way you know who you're serving. You know who is the God that, that's, that's in your life. And so it was, it was a powerful, powerful uh, season. Thank you, Pastor, for, for that message. And so we are starting a brand new series, The Coming King. Amen. Jesus is coming. Amen. Jesus is coming soon. And so I get excited with this series because we know that he's preparing the church right now. He's preparing us for his return. He's preparing the body of Christ when he returns. And so uh, he's coming. He's coming for a church that's holy, a church that is pure, a church that has no wrinkles. Amen. And so we are that church. We are that bride that he's coming for, the church as a whole. And so right now he's, he's moving. Do you guys sense it? Do you guys sense the spirit of God coming more and more and, and moving in a mighty way and in a powerful way? He's preparing us for what is to come. He can just show up and, and show us his glory all of a sudden. Why? Because we probably will. We'll die. <laughs> but he is preparing us for his glory to be shown up in a powerful way, in a mighty way here among us. And it won't be 
uh, surprised when we start seeing signs and wonders take place, when we start seeing God do miracles, when we start seeing God doing deliverances. It won't be a surprise anymore when we start seeing people be set free. Amen? Because God is preparing the way for his return. And so there's so many signs right now, so many things happening that it's impossible to to dismiss the fact that he is coming soon and he's preparing us. He's preparing the church. So before we start, let's pray and let's ask the Lord to open up our hearts and our minds for his word. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this morning. We thank you, Lord, for your word. Father God, I pray right now that you open up our hearts, our minds, our ears to hear what you have to say, Lord Jesus. Prepare us, Lord. Father God, I see the hunger in your church, and I know that you do too. So I, I pray right now, speak to us, Lord Jesus. Speak to us this morning. Encounter our hearts. Encounter our minds. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So we're going to start with reading uh, Luke chapter 1. Uh, bear with me. It's kind of a, a long passage, but the whole chapter of Luke is really long, but there's so much in there. There's so many things in that chapter. I encourage you to go home, read it, and reread it, and I mean, you're going to learn so many things from this passage, and it says, in the time of Herod the king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. So as we can see here, they both come from priestly lineages. And so both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commandments and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive. And they were both very old. Not just old. They were very old. Nothing was working at that time. So once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and to burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. That was the custom. Everybody that was assembled were praying outside. So picture this. They were raising their voices and praying and singing. And, and that was lifting uh, those, that was the incense that was being lifted up into the Lord. And so then the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and he was gripped with fear. How many of you guys have been gripped with fear before? I mean, I don't know if you're afraid of heights or afraid of spiders or anything, but when fear grips you, I mean, it can grab a hold of you pretty quickly. I've been there. I've, I've had a couple places where I, I got, like, panicked a little bit uh, when I was out of the country and we're traveling, and, and I got gripped with fear for, for like, a few minutes. It's, it's, it's a bad feeling, right? And so he was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. 
He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah. To turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous. To make ready a people prepare for the Lord. And Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. I mean, we all question God sometimes, right? When he promises something or when he tells us something, sometimes we don't believe. And then the angel said to him, I am Gabriel, and I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at the appointed time. Thank God that that doesn't happen <laughs> right now, that if we don't believe or if we lack in faith, I mean, we don't get struck or, or, or we don't go mute, right? Because, I mean, we are there a lot of times. We are in disbelief a lot of times in our lives. So this chapter is packed with so many details. And it's a new era that's unfolding as, at the start of this chapter. And so in this encounter, we're going to see that God made it possible for grace, for forgiveness, for salvation to come to humanity. At this point, I mean, it had been about 400 years where God was silent. He hadn't spoken to many of the prophets or through the prophets to the church or to Israel. And so at this time, he wasn't saying anything until now. Until this encounter with the angel that showed up in Zechariah and Elizabeth's life. Before this point, I mean, it was all about laws and rituals and religious practices to get uh, close to God. And so, by this point, people maybe had forgotten about the promises of God. They had forgotten about um, that he was supposed to send the Messiah and the Messiah was going to come and, and he was going to bring salvation to the world, and so they were forgetting about the promises of the Lord, but the Lord remembered. His silence was broken, and so God remembered every promise that he's ever made, and so remember that. He remembers every promise that he has ever made in his word. Why? Because he's not a God the lies. And so all his promises are true and amen. And so if you are holding on to a promise in your life, if you're believing for something in your life, if you're believing for a miracle or for God to move in mighty way in your family, in your children, in your children's children, hold on to those promises. Don't dismiss them because the Lord will do them in his timing. A lot of times, we want them to be done right away. A lot of times we want them to be done now. But it's God's timing. And so sometimes his timing is not our timing. And so we get, we get discouraged. We get bitter sometimes when things don't happen our way. We get frustrated. We get stressed. We want things now. We want his promises to come to pass now. But we have to go through a process we have to go through a learning process, a, 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 a time of testing. 
And so in this case, I mean, the Lord tested him for many years. I mean, they probably prayed that prayer. Lord, give us a child. For many years, they prayed, Lord, where is that promise going to come? But in his timing, in his perfect timing, then he showed up. And so, but he wants to see if we can be trusted. He wants to see that we are living a life that's worthy of what he's going to give us, worthy of the call that he has for our lives, or that he wants to see a, that we can be trusted with the promises that he has given us. I mean, sometimes he can give us promises that are too big for us. And imagine if he gives them to us when we ask them or when we've heard that he's going to give us, but we're not ready, then we're going to misuse them or we're going to give up or we're going to fall short. And so we need to go through a process of refinement. We need to go through a process of being uh, trusted with the promises that he, he has for our lives. So don't dismay. Don't discourage if your promises have not come to pass. Don't get stressed over what has not happened yet because he has not, leave, he has not left you or forsake you. And so it is important for us to live a life that's pleasing to him. Notice that the lifestyle that Zacharias and Elizabeth lived was right before the Lord. They both served the Lord. They both worshiped God. And they were uh, righteous in his sight. They were observing the Lord's commands and decrees. And they were blameless. Does that mean that they were perfect? No. Nobody's perfect. And so, but their hearts were in the right direction. Their hearts were following God's will. And their patterns of lifestyles was following God's will. They kept the law. They loved the law. They were devoted to the things of God. And that pleased the Lord. And so here we have Zacharias and Elizabeth, both coming from priestly lineages, coming for this point for this point in time where the coming king is nearing. And so he's preparing the way. The Lord, in his wisdom, he's preparing the way and making a way for Jesus to be born. And so he uses Zacharias and Elizabeth for John to be born. And so to prepare the way for Jesus to be born. He uses vessels. The Lord uses vessels Throughout humanity, all through scriptures, he uses vessels, which is you and I. And in the Old Testament, I mean, he used so many people, imperfect people. People that, I mean, you wouldn't even imagine that they could be doing something good for the Lord. But just to show us that we also can be chosen by God. And that we are vessels for his honor and his glory. As long as we have a heart that's moldable, a heart that can be shaped, and a heart that loves the Lord, He can use you. He can use each and every one of us here in this place. And He's preparing us. He's preparing you. He's preparing you. He's preparing you for what is to come. Amen? And so our actions right now, they have eternal consequences. What we do or what we don't do, 
they play a huge role in our destiny, in our future, in our children's future. You might ask, why? Because the Word of God is clear that His promises get passed on if we love the Lord to up to a thousand generations. And so let's hear uh, right here in Deuteronomy. It says, you shall not make yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. I'm a jealous God, punishing the children for their sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. We can see how God's love was passed on from generation to generation up to um, Zacharias and Elizabeth's life. And so let's ask ourselves, are we reaping the fruit of our parents, of our great-grandparents? Are we reaping the fruit um, from their lives? Are we living the sin of our parents, of our great-grandparents? Or are we living a blessed life in the Lord? Let's reflect and let's ask. Are we always dealing with things in our lives, with sicknesses, with diseases, with not able to succeed with addictions, with bondages. And we think, why can't we get set free from those things? It might be that we might be living the fruit from our past generations. And the Lord wants freedom in your life. The Lord wants to set you free for you to be able to live a life that's full of blessings Amen. And for you not to leave, uh, for for you not to live in a place of bondage anymore. He wants freedom in your life, and so we have that. We have access to that in the name of Jesus. We have access to live a life in abundance, to live a life of freedom. And you need to declare in your life that you will not be living according to the things of your parents and grandparents and, the, and all those things from the previous generation. So the Lord wants us to be set free from those things. Because the Lord is a jealous God. He doesn't want us to be living, worshiping other things. He doesn't want us to be living, uh, having idols in our lives. We can have so many idols in our lives on a daily basis, we can be worshiping things in our lives that are taking number one place instead of God. And so he wants the best for you. He wants you to love him with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. And that will bring blessings to your life. That will be bring blessings to your children, to your children's children. Amen. And that blessing will be passed on for generations to generations. The person, the, 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 the child that you're raising, 
could pass on so many blessings. He could be the next pastor, the next prophet, the next evangelist, the next revivalist, the next leader, the next doctor. And who knows, maybe the next president. So don't neglect what you've been giving. Don't underestimate the power of what God has given you. And so he can do so much in your lineage, in your inheritance. How beautiful is this? The legacy of Zacharias and Elizabeth from her, his parents. It paved the way for this encounter that happened and for the angel to come and show up. And the fact that Zachariah and Elizabeth chose to live a lifestyle set apart, devoted to God, made it possible for John to become the forerunner for Jesus. And the fact that John the Baptist chose to live a life holy and pleasing to the Lord. He chose to live a sacred life. He chose to live a devoted life, a fasted life, made it possible for him to pave the way for the ministry of Jesus. And he baptized him, and the Holy Spirit descended on him. Powerful. Our actions play a huge role in our destiny and in the future of our children and their children's children. And the Lord wants to do that with you. He wants to use you in a mighty way. He wants to use you in a powerful way. He wants you to be a vessel for his honor and his glory. He wants the church to rise up and for the church to take its place, to walk in victory, to walk in holiness, to walk in righteousness, because we are the forerunners for his second coming. We know that the Lord is coming soon. We know that he's preparing the way right now, just like in, in the New Testament when Jesus was going to be born. Right now, Jesus is preparing us. He's preparing the way for his second coming. And so we need to pave the way for people who don't know Jesus. We need to pave the way for our families to come to know Christ. We need to pave the way for our community to come through those doors, to come and receive salvation. We need to pave the way for God's power to be manifested in his church. We need to pave the way for God's presence to be in his house. And so it is us who is going to do that. Who else? It's us that he has chosen. The fact that you have breath in your lungs, the fact that you're here this morning, he has a calling in your life. He has chosen you for such a time as this. Let's look at the encounter uh, with the angel a little bit closer. And so for this encounter to have taken place in the life of Zacharias, it was almost like winning the lottery. Because at that moment, there was 14,000 priests who were working um, right there in, in the temple. And, and they were available to go into the holy place. And so the way that they chose somebody to go into the holy place was by luck, by doing, uh, by lot, cast, casting lot. And so it fell on Zechariah. And so he was able to go into the temple to, 
bring the prayers of the saints, to bring the incense, to burn incense to God. And so he was blessed with going to the temple, to the holy place, and he was blessed also to have a powerful encounter with the angel. Amen? Wow. That's two big things in, in one day. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to go into the temple, preparing his whole life. A lot of those 14,000 priests never got a chance to go inside the temple, inside the holy part of the temple, to bring fragrance into the Lord. And Zacharias, he was chosen to go, and he encountered the angel. But aren't we blessed in the times that we're living, that we can come into the presence of God, not just once in our lifetime, but every day. Every day we can come and encounter the Lord. We can come here on Tuesdays and encounter God. Amen? We can come here on Sundays and we can worship the Lord. We can get on our knees and we can be in the presence of God. It's powerful and it's wonderful to see people worshiping God. And I always encourage people when we're here on Tuesdays to go deeper, to go stronger for God. Why? Because when we worship God with what we have, with our praises, with our lips, with our strength, with our might, that says something powerfully about you. That says that you are relying on God, that you're surrendering to God, that you are set free. And that you can raise your hands, you can kneel, you can bow, you can praise the Lord. Because he has set you free. Because he has saved you. Because he has healed you. Amen. So when we are praying to the Lord, when we're seeking God, I encourage you to go all in. To seek the Lord with all your heart, with all your might, with all your soul. And with all your might. Because who knows? He might encounter you there. Amen. He might set you free there. He might bring healing in your life. He might answer your prayer there. But it takes us to do the, our part. It takes us to be able to bring an offering to the Lord. Bring an incense to the Lord. For there to be an incense, there needs to be a flame, right? There needs to be something burning in that incense. And so when we come before the Lord... When we come in prayer and in praise, we are coming and we are burning inside. We're bringing that flame and we're burning those, uh, that incense unto him. That's what he wants. He's seeking worshipers. He's seeking people that worship him in spirit and in truth. So don't hold back your praise. Don't hold back your prayers because he will encounter you. The Lord has made it possible for us to come into the throne of grace. He torn the veil in two for us to be able to access his presence. Amen. Before, it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for one of the priests to go into the Holy of Holies, into the temple, to, to go into the presence of God. But now, you have that access. You have that opportunity to go into the presence of God. 
Amen. It says in Revelations 8, 4, And the smoke of the incense, which came from the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God from the hand of the angel. So don't underestimate the power of your prayer. Don't underestimate the power of being in the presence of God. Because that's where you're going to see God move. That's where you're going to see your freedom. That's when the chains are going to be broken. And that's where God is going to bring healing and set you free. Amen. And so after all these things took place, the burning of the incense was happening. The prayers were being raised. People were outside the temple praying and giving their praises and praise and prayers to the Lord. Then the angel showed up. Then he came and he touched Zechariah. And then he freaked out. <laughs> and, but he said, your prayers have been heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. And you shall call him John. So, wow. So the angel showed up and he encountered Zacharias and he told him that he was going to have a son named John. And so that was powerful. I mean, that was the reward of him coming into the temple, into the holy place and offering prayers to the Lord. At that moment, his prayer was not for him to have a child. At that moment, he already had given up. At that moment, he wasn't praying for that. Many years ago, he had already given up about that promise. But the Lord hadn't forgotten him. The Lord had not forgotten his promise. And just the name itself, the name Zacharias, means God remembered again. Amen? The name Zacharias means God has remembered again. And so he never forgot the promise that was going to come through their lineage. And so that encounter right there made it possible for John the Baptist to be born. For John the Baptist to pave the way, to prepare the people to receive Jesus that was going to come later. So even though their promise was not fulfilled, uh, in their timing, God had remembered them. It is one thing to believe in God, but it's another thing to believe Him. It's one thing to believe in God when things are going well, when you're doing things for God and you're living a blessed life and things are fine. But when things get a little bit out of hand, when things get a little bit crazy, when things are not going your way, it's another thing to believe Him when you're going through it, right? It takes more faith to believe, to believe Him when you're going through something difficult than to believe in Him when you're going through something easy. So we see here um, in, in the Bible, I mean, it was not the first time that He had opened the womb of someone at an advanced age. We see in Genesis, Abraham and Sarah, they couldn't have babies. And then God showed up, and he opened the womb of Sarah. Samuel's mother, Hannah, she couldn't bear a child either. And she prayed, and she prayed. 
She prayed in the temple. And then guess who was born? Samuel, one of the greatest prophets. So this is another prayer answer in God's timing. I mean, it took a long time. And it took until things seemed impossible for men, for God to show up and do something miraculously. But a lot of times that, that needs to happen in our lives. A lot of times we need to sometimes come to our ends, to the edge, and then we trust God for the rest. A lot of times we, we, we need to, our, our faith needs to be stretched and tested for us to be able to see a miracle in our lives. Amen. Can, can you, can you um, relate to that? A lot of times we don't see God answering our prayers right away. And it's testing our faith. It's testing our, 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 our holiness in the Lord. It's testing our, our devotion to the Lord. So with this encounter, it gives us uh, the ability for us to be able to see that we each have a mission. We each have a calling. We each have something that we need to do for this time that we're living. The end result for this encounter was the coming of the Messiah. But in preparation for that, a lot of things took place. And so right now, the Lord is preparing us. He's preparing our hearts. He's preparing our minds. He's preparing. He's renewing. He's, he's uh, uh, going deep into our hearts and, and, and telling us that we need to remove things, remove uh, objects, remove relationships, remove things that are not beneficial, remove habits that we've built up for years. It is time for us to stand up and to stay the course. It is not time for us to slumber. It is time for us to be able to walk this faith out. It's not for us to just come and, and, and listen and not change. For us to be able to be devoted to the Lord and for us to be able to not live two lives. For us to live a life that's holy to the Lord and blessing to the Lord. And then we're going to see the promises of the Lord. We see here John. It says that he will be great in the sight of the Lord. And he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he was born. And he will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord your God, their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah. And later on in, in verse 80 we see that the child grew and he became strong in spirit. And he lived in, in the wilderness. And then he appeared publicly to prepare the way. So we see the, the reward of Elizabeth and Zacharias. We see this powerful reward that took place because of this encounter. And so we are all called to this. We are all forerunners for Christ right now in the time that we're living. We are all forerunners for the second coming of the King. Do you want to see your family serving the Lord? Do you want to see your, your children come to the Lord? 
Do you want to see uh, the, your, your co-workers, your neighborhood, people coming to the Lord? Then let's do our part. And let's get ready for what is coming. Let's get ready for what is to come. The challenge for you this morning as we have the worship team come is for us to realize that we are forerunners. And that we are paving the way right now for the Lord's return, for His second coming. We are paving the way right now until everyone hears the gospel of Jesus Christ all over the world. He will not return. And so it is our job to do our part, our duty to go and to speak the truth, speak the gospel into people's lives. Speak salvation into their hearts and see them come to know the Lord. The time is running near. Let's prepare the way of the Lord. Let's prepare the way for his coming. Amen. Let's stand to our feet and let's pray. Let's ask the Lord to, to help us. To help us in this time that we're living. Because they're not easy. It's not an easy time to, to be alive. In fact, it's an impossible time to be alive without the aid of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the only thing that's going to get you through this. Is the, the only thing that's going to give you strength. The only thing that's going to give you power to stay strong in your walk with the Lord. And Holy Spirit wants you. He wants your whole heart. He doesn't want you divided in different compartments, in different lifestyles. He wants you wholeheartedly to serve Him. And to be with Him. To love Him with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. Father God, help us. Help us, Lord. Holy Spirit, come and, and help us to know of your nearness, Lord. Prepare us. Prepare our hearts, Father God. Prepare us, Father God, for the things that are coming. As a church, Father God, let us be strong. Let us stand firm in your word, Father God. Let us stand firm in the rock of our salvation. Let us not waver. Let us not waver in our faith, Father God, when things appear dark surrounding us. But let us shout for joy. Let us shout, Father God, that your coming is near. Let us prepare the way, Father God, for your return. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Hey, Pastor Jack here. I hope you enjoyed today's message and were blessed by it. If you did have any questions or prayer requests or wanted to connect with us further, I did want to share with you our email address. You can certainly find more information about us at mosaiconline.org. If it's in Spanish, mosaiconline.org slash ES. Um, but you can also email us here. You can email us at helpdesk at 
mosaiconline.org. That's helpdesk, H-E-L-P-D-E-S-K, helpdesk at mosaiconline.org. And you can send your message to us right there. We'd love to connect with you. That messages will get forwarded over to me and our team, our pastors, our staff, and we would love to help you and pray with you and come alongside you. God bless you.